on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Another 3-2 pitch. Strike three called with a fastball. And this ball game is over. Brewers fall in 10 innings to the Pittsburgh Pirates by a final of 8-5. to five. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Well, that did not exactly go the way that it felt like it was going when the game rolled into the 7th inning and the Brewers had a no-hitter. Everything changed very quickly. I was trying to... I am... I am a prisoner of the moment. I think most of us are prisoners of the moment. I, at the very least, can admit that I am a prisoner of the moment. I I don't remember a game turning on a dime as dramatically and as quickly as this game turned. To be throwing a no-hitter, to be pitching a shutout, to have a, a lead, a multiple-run lead... And then all of a sudden, the pitcher's out, the no-hitter's gone, the shutout's gone, the lead is gone. All like boom, 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 boom. Like, uh, it, remarkable, incredible. I, 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 it, you don't see things like that happen very often. This was a unique night at the ballpark, to say the least, and people have strong opinions. So here it is. This is, this is why we are here. We are here for nights slash mornings like these. So let's hear from you. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, that's how you get in contact with the program. Start calling in. Start texting in. Start tweeting in. We are here for you. We can certainly talk through things. That obviously, the biggest discussion today is the the handling of Adrian Hauser as he is taken out of the game with one out in the seventh inning, throwing a no hitter. Um, I, I do want to say this. I, I'm, I'm going to request something from you. If you are going to com- call and complain about something, I, I want you to also give me what you would have liked to have seen. Like, don't just complain for complaining's sake. Give me the, the better solution. That's, that's part of this here. And I'm going to tell you this right here. Let's start with this. Player health is the most important thing. Player health is the single most important thing. So Adrian Hauser was not going to be asked to throw... 120, 125, 130 pitches in this game. That would have been reckless and irresponsible by Craig Council, and it would have been putting one of his players, uh, their health in jeopardy. So just saying, well, you know what, as long as he's got a no-hitter, he should just be allowed to go out there and continue to throw, we're not even going to like acknowledge that as being a possibility because that is irresponsible. And it's not going to happen in this organization, and it shouldn't happen anywhere. You are putting somebody's arm in jeopardy. So we're, we're not going down that path. Just saying he should just be allowed to stay out there as long as he's got the no-hitter going, no. But I do think it's a legitimate conversation to be had 
about was that the moment to take him out. He was at 104 pitches. That was a season high. Was that the correct moment to take him out? Should have he been given one more batter and see where he was at at that point? Uh, should should have he been allowed to maybe go to say like 115 or so? That's probably the that's probably the cap. You know what's the what do you do there? That and that's I think that's the question tonight. If you're going to call up and say you know what he should who cares about his arm? He's throwing a no hitter. Brewers have one no hitter in team history. They haven't done it in for, you know such a long time. Well, who who cares about his arm? He's throwing a no hitter. You leave him out there. No, we're not going there. That's 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 crazy talk, and it's this is bigger than him. You need Adrian Hauser to be a part of this team and continuing to help you to win games going down the stretch of the season. But there is there is a conversation to be had here today. If you want to join the program, you can do so. You can call. You can text the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We've got you for the next hour and 14 minutes. We are taking you till 1 o'clock in the morning talking Brewers baseball. Tough loss today for the Brewers. They fall to Pittsburgh in 10 innings by an 8-5 score. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Adamas, a high towering drive to left. Back gamble, goodbye. Home run, Willie Adamas, a majestic towering shot into the bleachers in left. Two nothing Brewers. Brewers that come up short as they lose 8-5 today to Pittsburgh. Ten-inning loss. Brewers had a no-hitter going in the seventh inning. Adrian Hauser is pulled with the no-hitter. By the way, Adrian Hauser becomes the first pitcher in Brewers history who pitches into the seventh inning with a no-hitter and gets removed from the game. It's happened actually before uh, six innings. Jordan Lyles threw six uh, no-hit innings at one point and uh, got taken out of the game after six. But going into the seventh, that is that is a first. That is a first. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, as you might expect. We got a lot of text coming in. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's go uh, grab our first phone call of the day. Hey, Sam, in Milwaukee, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Matt. Um, you're on the air. Uh, you are talking to me, right? Yes, I am. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. Thank you. Um, there were a couple things. First off, uh, I was going to call in and say the things that uh, you had said that um, I don't want to just hear complaints. What would you do? And, well, of course, I was going to call and make a complaint and also say what I would have done. So <laughs> thank you for reading my mind. <laughs> so at any rate... <laughs> I've always had problems with guys that are pitching no-hitters that are pitching very well and get yanked out of games. And the man basically was unhittable. Now, did he have some walks? Yeah. But he was pitching beautiful. 
you don't take him out. You let at least you let him finish the seventh inning. I know how many pitches he had. He was still pitching really good. You don't take the guy out. At least let him finish. Now, let me tell you the reasons why we do that. Because now that's the seventh inning, and it's over with. If he makes it through, which I believe he would have, now you only have two innings. You have uh, Williams and any other man that you wanted in the eighth inning to finish that game off. Okay? I don't care too much for the two guys that pitched after... He was yanked. I, I, we don't know them, and I'm not really wild about their numbers to begin with. Me, you know, I, I would not have brought them in. I would have brought in somebody tried and true uh, in a relatively close game at that time if I was going to take him out, which I wouldn't have done. So the other thing is, um, the unforeseen thing is, what are you going to say about Adamus with that error? Well, if you can complain about his error, which he shouldn't have done, it was a simple play, the man's been great. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, you've got to cut him a little bit of slack. If you can't cut him slack, boy, you better stop because the man's been fabulous for us. So the pitching end of it is what I have a big problem with. Um, I also uh, am one of the thousands and thousands of people that really don't agree with Major League Baseball, and I hope they get rid of it, putting a man at second base in extra innings. Uh, That's not part of the game. I don't know why anybody thought this was a good idea. And uh, we've won a lot of those games, but I still don't like it. But the bottom line comes down to if a man is pitching great, you don't take him. He's pitching a no-hitter. That's how great you don't yank them out in the middle of an inning, especially. Thank you, Matt, for letting me talk. Have a good night. You bet, Sam. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the uh, well-reasoned thoughts. Um, I agree with a lot of what – I'll tell you what I – like I, we're, what, 10, 15 minutes into this show? I didn't really tell you what I thought. Um, I would have given him at least one more batter. That would have been me. Uh, 105 he was at. That's a lot of pitches. It's the most pitches he's thrown this year. I think the other thing you got to remember, this is something that hasn't been talked about a lot, and I think this is a really important thing, is uh, recently he hasn't been stretched out. His last uh, three appearances before the game tonight, he was at 70, 28, and 71 pitches. The last time he threw 90-plus innings was all the way back on July 8th. So it's darn near a month since he's even approached 100. So that's another thing to throw in here. He was not fully stretched out uh, going into this. So, again, to the the health and safety aspect of this for a player's arm and making sure that you don't injure him by him throwing too many pitches is still the important thing for me. Um, And there's doctors... There's trainers. There, there's a lot, of, a lot of very smart people who know exactly what they're doing down there. But at 104 pitches, I think I would have given Hauser at least one more, one more uh, hitter to face and, and seen where it was at. And, and if he gets a quick at bat and you're at 110 or so, maybe give him another. I think, for me, I feel like anything past 115 would have probably been kind of that danger zone area where you get out of there. So it just felt like... It was a little bit earlier. Uh, let's bring in Craig Kashan from Bally Sports Wisconsin. The question on the table, if you're 
making the decisions in that moment, what are you doing with Adrian Hauser? I'm leaving him in. I mean, I, I, and I don't mean that to second guess what, what counsel and, you know, Chris Hook and, and Murph, I mean, whoever, whoever decides all that. Um, it, I just, you know, I, I think sometimes you, you have to go by feel sometimes, and I think maybe I'm more of that type of a person. Um, but I, I never, I've never played at the level these guys are going. But it just seemed, it seemed right for me uh, to have him have a chance to finish out that inning. Nothing, nothing that was happening in the seventh inning uh, hadn't already happened to Adrian Hauser. He gave up, you know, um, enough walks as it was five total in the game, and he, you know, he used some nice defense behind him, including some plays on his own. You know, he was a double play away from getting through that. So, um, and and in particular with just the shape of the bullpen, um, and I and I think another thing, Matt, too, is um, you're giving you're giving the Pirates hope all yeah. of a sudden. You know, it's only a four-run deficit in the seventh inning. They don't want to face Hauser anymore. They know what the bullpen shape is is like for the Brewers. They keep up on everything. They they know the COVID items. So he instantly gave them hope, and they already had a runner on on first to start out with. And there's only an out in the inning. So um, so I leave men to try to finish it out. Yeah, and he, he's not coming back for the eighth in my world. No, uh, no, he's done after the seventh. And he, he may be done if again if that pitch count goes up to above one fifteen after the second out. He's probably done yeah. at that point. But it just felt like maybe he could push a little bit further. At yeah, that I mean, and I and I think guys need to make that next step to do that. But uh, you know, his last outing, I think it was around seventy pitches. You know, he's been used uh, a little bit differently here in the last few weeks. He's been used as a piggyback. Um, starter out of the bull or, or out of the bullpen, you know, to double uh, double up a short start. Um, so they're using him a little bit differently, but but I think with the with the six man rotation and, and just knowing he's got an extra day uh, of rest per normal anyway, I I would have I would have given him uh, given him the ball. And the other thing on that is you look at his numbers today. He throws the sinker 53 times, and he throws the four-seamer 17 times. So those are your two fastballs, the sinker and the, the four-seamer. So what is that, 53 plus 17? I'm doing math at 12 o'clock in the morning. That's 70, 70 right? Yeah, 70. Yeah. So 70 of his 104 are fastballs. Fastballs don't generally take as much out of you as off-speed pitches. He ends up throwing nine sliders, 17 change-ups, and eight curveballs. Now I don't really, I don't have it in front of me when during the game those breaking balls were being used, but he was very fastball heavy between the sinker and the four seamer. Generally, that takes a little bit less off your arm, or maybe you are able to go a little bit further. Yep, and I think I don't know what he ended up with three or four strikeouts, but the five walks. I mean, you know, walks catch up to you, and, and he even admitted that after the game that you know too many walks will instantly drive up your pitch count, but. You know, not even looking at the numbers, you know, as a pitcher, you you know how you feel. Um, and, and I think that that's the other thing, too, Matt. You know, I, I think it I think it may have been called, you know, a, a situation to call for. How do you feel right now? How are you feeling out here? Can you get can you get two more outs for us? Yeah, I feel great. Mm-hmm. Let's go. 
I'm I'm pumped. Let's go get him. And the other side, I don't know. The other side of this is if you've got a guy pushing 115, 120, they're going to give up a hit more often than not, and that decision yeah. is just going to be made for yeah. you yeah. Uh, right there. All right, Brewers uh, lose to uh, Pittsburgh in 10 innings by an 8-5 score. We'll continue to talk about the decision. We'll talk about the state of the bullpen right now because we said this the other day when Josh Hader went on the COVID list, this may end up costing you a game. Well, it may cost them a game tonight. We'll discuss that and much, much more as we continue on after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. There he goes, the pitch. Swing and a shot, gap, left center. Watch Willie run. This game is going to be tied as Garcia chugs into seconds. It's all even 5-5. Five, five. A 10-inning, 8-5 loss for the Brewers today. Oh, look what Greg's playing for me. Well, happy birthday music. Hey, happy birthday, Maddie. I'm not trying to, like, put these spots. That's nice. Like, I am. Yeah, there you go. Greg's trying to do it, and we just, uh, <laughs> it's 12.06 in the morning. Dang. Uh, now, when's the last time that you, you segued from an end of a game talking about that game into the next game day, which was also your birthday. I think this is a first. Uh, Just like Craig Council has never walked out onto the mound to take a pitcher out of the seventh inning who's yeah. throwing a no-hitter, I have never been in the middle of a show as the clock has turned to 12 and it's my birthday. Uh, probably more historic for the uh, Brewer fans uh, <laughs> on that first note on, on uh, the move made today. What was that? Did I see that right? That's never happened in the seventh inning before yeah. for a Brewer pitcher that's had a no-hitter? The Bre- a Brewer's pitcher has never been lifted in the seventh inning when pitching a no-hitter. Ever. So. Well, I've been around for 20-plus years doing this, and there's been, there's been a lot of no-hitters that have, gone, that have gone deep or deeper than what we've seen, and, and obviously um, hits take care of that in the eighth or ninth inning. We've seen that plenty of times. So, um, But historic night. So we got to, uh, we, we really, and we'll come back to it. We're, we've got some time, and we'll come back to the decision, and got a lot of text messages, and we'll certainly respond to them. But there was, there was multiple parts to what happened in that inning. It, was, the, it just doesn't end when Hauser comes out and that decision is made. At that point, um, you're, you're going to some bullpen pitchers who have yet to have a ton of success, but at the same time, the Brewers' bullpen it's not great right now because of all the COVID issues. Hunter not Strickland's not available. Yeah. Cousins isn't available. Gustave's not available. And most notably, Hayter's not available. And there is a there is a trickle-down effect or a domino effect with that. Then Brent Suter today was obviously not available. Brad Boxberger today was not available. So you go into this game with Norris, Hardy, Williams, Curtis, Perdomo, and Sanchez available. The Brewers made those trades to go get Norris and go get Curtis for them to be high leverage kind of guys. For sure, because they've been there before. Right, and uh, it didn't work out. Now, the other guys, you, you look at what Sanchez did today, that was fine. Perdomo got into a little bit of trouble but, but got out of it. But if we're, if we're being really honest about things right now, the Brewers' bullpen is not a strength of this team here at the moment. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what... That's what complicates um, being an armchair quarterback. That's what complicates uh, second-guessing at this point. This, and this is what complicates their decisions down in the dugout as well uh, of when to make the moves and when not to make the moves. And, and you know what? 
it's not like they made a move and it was a one nothing game. I know things in baseball can turn on a dime, but it was a four run cushion and and he needed two outs to get through the seventh inning from from somebody they traded for. Yeah. And and that that so far uh, those two acquisitions in Curtis and Norris uh, haven't paid dividends yet, and obviously we all hope that they will uh, sooner rather than later. Um, and sometimes things backfire with with new players on teams right out of the get go. And sometimes you have the Willie Adamases uh, and and the Eduardo uh, Escobars of the world who can make things happen, you know, right away. Um, but this is this is a really tough time, just based on the fact that. You know, you have some reliable pitchers who are clearly not available to you right now. And then two more on workload off. It feels like, and somebody can, I may be wrong on this, and so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, stake my flag in the statement that I'm about to say. And if somebody wants to correct me on this, I'll, I'll take the correction. But just off top of head, it feels like a lot of times when the Brewers acquire relief pitchers who end up pitching really important innings for the team down the stretch, that they do stumble out of the gate. For some reason, I remember Drew Pomerantz kind of struggling. I remember Jordan Lyles kind of struggling. I think I'm right when I say that. No, you're absolutely right. And and that's... I was kind of going there a little bit that that sometimes it's it's hard to get your your you know your feet underneath you with a new club uh, when when you I mean look they're they're right away put in a high leverage situations and and you know trades are made acquisitions are made and you know it, it's tough sometimes in the first you know week or so that you, that you're there it just is you're in a new ballpark you're under new management you have new teammates. And some guys respond differently to it. I mean, that you know, I, I don't know if that's uh, if that's the cause here, but I, I would surely bet, just based on the fact that they were traded for to be on this first place club, that they will definitely pay dividends sooner than later. But I think the current state of the bullpen, and we will go back now to the Adrian Hauser decision, and this goes into it as well. If this is if everybody's available. We're still having this conversation, but it's probably ending a little bit differently. They're probably getting out of the inning. They're probably winning this game. If you've got a full bullpen available, I don't think things play out the way they play out tonight. Um, So with, with that, I wonder... Do you try to push Adrian Hauser a little bit further and try to get him into the seventh? Because all of a sudden, if you can sit there and have just two innings and two clean innings to cover from your bullpen, as opposed to two and two-thirds, where that first two-thirds of an inning is not going to be clean, you're still looking to Williams to, to finish it off, but maybe you put Miguel Sanchez in in, in the inning before. If you, I don't know how they – we don't know how they kind of view the depth chart of relief pitchers. Maybe it's still Norris or Curtis who comes in and pitches that next inning, but it just feels like it would have been a lot cleaner if they could have gone Hauser through the seventh. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and I think part of this conversation we're having too with with some of the newcomers um, as relievers right now too. Um, I mean, they're 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 coming into a situation where. Look, it, it's it's not only a, a runner at first, and I need two more outs, Matt. There's a chance to to be part of a no hitter. Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, there's no hits allowed through six and a thirds innings right now. The only base runners have gotten on via the walk. So, th- there's a few things that you could let go through your head 
And I think any reliever would say they'd rather come into a game in a clean situation. Grab a couple of text messages here. Uh, Garrett in Oak Creek, who also is celebrating a birthday on this wow. day. So we're birthday buddies. Roger Clemens, Barack Obama, also August 4th Get birthday. out of town. Yeah, there you go. Quick sidebar, when I was a little kid, my mom got me a shirt that had a baseball card of Roger Clemens on the front. Nice. And I saw that we had the same birthday, so I grew up as a big Roger Clemens fan, and I was in attendance at Yankee Stadium when he won his 300th game. That's very cool. About Tim Rose behind home plate. That's a very cool story. Okay, back. And I am by your side now. Back to this game. Will you remember tonight? That's my question. Yes, yes, I will. (laughs) I will. How can you forget this game? I would have brought you a couple of cold beers. That's what we need tonight right now to get through this evening. Garrett and Oak Creek. Matt, you and I are both uh, guys that have high admiration and respect for Craig Council and, frankly, think he's one of the top managers in the league. Tonight, however, it was because of his judgment in the seventh that cost us this one. Why take out Hauser after six no-hit innings without a blemish? I mean, sure, his pitch count was high, but he had a few batters left in him. It doesn't make sense to me. And, yeah, we've addressed a, a lot of these things. Let's all, like, you never lose a game because of one person or one reason. Certainly, you had pitchers who did not uh, execute after Hauser came out. We can look to Craig Council and talk about the decision that he made. We can look at the error that was committed by Willie Adamas, which could have gotten you out of that, that, that situation. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that happened that result in the Brewers eventually losing this game. Well, there are. And, and you know, look, look at, look at the 10th inning on Polanco's single that put him ahead. It was, he got it going the opposite way into into a shift i mean are you gonna are you gonna blame how they play defense for 10 innings i mean you know guy hits it the other way you know a uh, kind of a weekly hit ball goes into no man's land and all of a sudden now you're down yeah and then you end up losing the game so there i mean there there's a look there's a lot of situations up uh, here tonight and and i go back to that last text Craig Council is a very good manager, mm-hmm. and you and I are not up here to say that uh, he made the, the wrong decision. He had an easy thing going on. Why did he do it? I mean, he's done 9 out of 10 things right, if not 99 out of 100, and he, he gets probably not enough praise for what he's done to put this club where it is right now. We're not in L.A. We're not in New York. We're not in big market area. No, no one's paying attention to this club, but... We know what's going on with it here right now, and, and they're still going to be in good shape. The other silver lining is they didn't lose any ground. Right, Reds lost again yeah. today. So when the Brewers you, lose you the Reds. what's going on lose. in Cincinnati right now, they're, they're at home and gave up three runs yeah. in the ninth inning to the Twins. Yep. They're just as mad as we are. The last two times the Brewers have lost, the Reds yeah. have lost that day as well. You know they're and kicking themselves. And when they win, the Reds win. Right. I mean, look, look how long. This is, this is why this lead is almost insurmountable right now. I mean, this is why it's so tough to make up ground when you're this far back in the stand. Yeah, it, it, the Brewers don't even have to play 500 baseball from here on out to get to 90 wins. Yeah. And uh, the Reds have to do a lot more. I, I don't think, you know, we saw we saw what the, the Brewers did catching the Cubs when they were down six in September a few years ago. So it's it's very possible. The Reds can absolutely catch the Brewers if the Brewers really start to fall back and the Reds just can't lose a game. But from a mathematical standpoint, it would be very challenging at this point for uh, for Cincinnati to be able to, uh, to uh, catch um, – catch the Brewers, and, and that's a good thing. And, yeah, just on Craig Cal- like I always say, 
just because a decision doesn't work means it was a bad decision, and just because a decision does work means it was a good decision. Baseball is a game of averages where you go, if you go make a move and that move works 70% of the time, well, it's right 100% of the time, even though it's not going to work 30% of the time. Right, that's, exactly. that, that's yeah. the way it plays yeah. out. Yeah. But I do think it's okay to evaluate the decision that Craig Council made right there and say, was that the moment? And I keep going back to it. Like, I don't know if Adrian Hauser was going to finish that inning i don't know what was going to happen in the next batter but where he was at it just felt like you've got one more batter in you at least one more i and i think you know the way the way uh craig council explained it after the game as well and i know you haven't played it yet here but but it's just something to to listen for they they gave adrian hauser the chance to basically go out in the seventh inning and get his three batters that he was going to face and if anybody got on base, especially if two did, or basically anybody, um, you know, he, he was going to be pulled from the game. Now, I don't know if the pitcher knew that, um, but that was their game plan in the dugout. I, you know, I will look at this and do one more second guess and think, why put him out there if you're not going to let him get, you know, um, a chance for a double play, even if he does get somebody on. So... That's how it played out yeah. tonight, though. It's 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 wild the way this whole thing yeah. went down. Uh, Doug text in. They can't blow a lead like that against a bad team. You have to bury them. Bullpen is falling apart a little with this virus problem. Uh, John Curtis has looked bad. You can win the series now with Peralta. I do think it's worth noting that, yeah, the, the Pirates are a bad team. We can accept that. But if you look at their last two weeks or so, so prior to this series, they played a three-game series against Philadelphia. They took two of three. Before that was the last time the Brewers played them. The Brewers swept them. The series before that, they played San Francisco, and they took two of three. So they have they have won two straight series that they did not play against the Brewers, and they did it against a very good team in San Francisco, a pretty good team in Philadelphia, a team that's at least still contending in the NL East. They had a tough go at it against Arizona, which is weird, but then before that, they took two of three from the Mets. So, uh, I think they did twice against the Mets when I, when I was looking back. I, yeah. I thought they took four series against contending teams, yes. but, but fell apart against the Brewers and then Arizona. Right. Uh, question mark there, but I mean they're winning series. They're, they're winning most of their series right they're, now. They're out there to play too. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got twenty six guys that uh, that want to win, and and that's why you know in situations like tonight, if you're going to give even the quote unquote bad team any hope, why why give them hope? Mm-hmm. Last thing before we let you go, Craig. Um, the the runner on second thing is going to be not in, in existence anymore next year based off comments that Rob Manfred has said. If if it comes back, it's a it's a 180 by Manfred in baseball. It's going to go away. But especially now, and I, I I know we're living in this world right now where COVID really is coming back to impact us. But it when I walk into the ballpark every day, it still feels normal. I don't see a whole lot of people wearing masks. A few more now than say even a, a week ago. But full attendance, like it feels normal and. It just it seems so weird when you've got that runner on at second, and I do think that that impacted the way things went uh, in the tenth inning today. Well, it it did. So where are you going with that? Do you agree to go back to to real normal baseball yeah, rules next so. year? Yeah, I think so. See, I'm, I'm I'm on the other side. I I I like it because I'll just I'll give you an example. <laughs> the Brewers are 
the Brewers could still be dealing, and any team could still be dealing with a thin bullpen. They yeah. used six guys out of the bullpen today. They used whoever they could. The other two guys are off limits out of your eight, okay? We're only in the 10th inning, all right? And we're playing a day game tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. So th- these are the things that I look at, and I say what they've done seems little to me, but yet largely beneficial um, and, and it's been two years' worth now, so guess what? We're all kind of used to this. And I also do think that if you have double headers of seven innings each, it allows you to get rid, get through rain delays the, the night before if you have an opportunity to play two the next day, two seven-inning games. It doesn't keep you at the ballpark for three or four hours waiting for a rainstorm to come through and playing baseball at two in the morning. Stuff like that doesn't make sense to me. How, how it's been adjusted now makes sense to me. See, um, if the runner on second stuck around... I'd live with it. Like, and for, for all the reasons you just said, you go play a 14-inning game, your bullpen might not recover for a week. Right. Uh, that, so I can agree and with that. And then what do you do less than 12 hours later? Right. Uh, the seven, I think the seven-inning thing, it's a different game. I don't like the seven innings. I, I, I do. Okay. I'm a big fan. I really am. Just for simply how I stated it. Yeah. I mean, we, we've stuck around. Man, we've stuck around for two, three hours. You start a game, another rainstorm comes in. They don't predict. You wait another hour because it may, it might be where you know you, you can't play the next day. Whatever, whatever the case may be, I think it gives you a better opportunity to get that series completed. Fair. Yeah. Well, we'll disagree. What a do I know? <laughs> what, what do I know? I know it's 12.20 in the morning and we're still talking baseball. 855-616-1620. That's the AccuDent Mortgage Talk and Text Line. What did Adrian Hauser think about getting pulled from the game in that moment? We'll hear from him next here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 3-2 pitch. Runner stays. swinging a bullet into right. A base hit. First hit of the game for Pittsburgh. Gamble not testing the arm of Avi Garcia. Polanco has been on all three times, and for the first time in this game, multiple runners on base for Pittsburgh. Are, are Pirates fans calling this the Gregory Polanco game? I mean, he's had some really, really good games. That's not fair. The Gregory Polanco Pirates almost no hit against the Brewers game. That's kind of wordy, right? That's a little. It's a little too wordy. Greg, you're you're, you're a you're a wordsmith. You can come up with a. Uh, with a name for today's game, and we can revisit that at some point uh, in the future. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ Live at American Family Field, where the grounds crew is working very, very hard on the field to get it ready for a day game tomorrow. The dugouts are currently being sanitized and cleaned, and here we are continuing to talk baseball. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. Well, at Matt Pauley on air, Jerry Bayview uh, said, uh, "Should the Brewers put in new pitchers right away just because they're here?" Uh, no. The, to to take your question incredibly literally, no. You do not put them in just because they're here. But to kind of take a step back and not be quite as literal with your question, should you try to get pitchers into a game? towards the beginning of their tenure with the team, yeah, absolutely you should. Uh, you, you don't want these guys 
just sitting out in the bullpen day after day after day, nerves or whatever it might be, continuing to sort of lift up. But I, I don't think that's why Blaine Hardy was the guy today. I think that I think Blaine Hardy was in there because he was the last guy who was available. Uh, had this game extended on, and Hardy is a guy who can who can pitch multiple innings. But if this got to a point where Hardy couldn't go anymore, either the Brewers are use uh, the, the Brew. Yeah, I mean. The Brewers are probably using a position player. From what we understand, Brent Suter and Brad Boxberger were down today, and everybody else was used. So I don't think this was the case of, uh, you know, Blaine Hardy's here. He's been here for a couple days, hasn't pitched yet. Let's go ahead and have him cover the 10th. I think it was a case of, hey, there's one guy left in the bullpen. It's Blaine Hardy. Uh, let's, let's, let's get him in. And to, Hardy's got a good big league track record. He had a lot of time with the Detroit Tigers, a ton of time with the Detroit Tigers, and he got a little bit banged up. He was pitching well at AAA. I hope he gets another opportunity here at the big league level uh, with the Brewers because I don't, I, I don't think the performance today, giving up those three runs, is completely indicative of who Blaine Hardy is as, um, as a pitcher. The big story on this game was Adrian Hauser getting pulled with a no-hitter in the seventh inning. He spent some time uh, speaking with the media just a little while ago, as you might expect. He uh, first answered the question on whether or not he was surprised if he was expecting to get pulled in that moment. I mean, kind of a little bit, but, uh, you know, I kind of understand it. You know, new season, longer season compared to last year. We haven't been, you know, real deep in the ball games. We're getting into a point where we haven't been last year and we're, you know, the pitch count was obviously pretty high, uh, way too many walks for me tonight. But, uh, yeah, you know, obviously I wanted to, you know, stay in there and try to get one more guy and, you know, try to get a double play or something like that and get out of the inning. Adrian, how do you assess that, right? Like no hits, but the, but the five walks, um, you know, was it, was it a certain pitch for you, um, with the command or, or how do you kind of assess that? Uh, no, I think it was just kind of in and out, you know, just kind of getting out of the mechanics a little bit when, you know, get those walks going and just wasn't able to command, command my pitches like I wanted to, wasn't hitting my spots and, you know, I was just putting guys on base and, you know, something to work on on the next bullpen and really hammer down and, you know, just kind of stop the walk in their tracks where they are now. Adrian, how did how were you feeling physically at that point of the game? Um, because of the, the walk, that's a high number of pitches in a condensed period. Were you feeling any fatigue setting in? Uh, not really. You know, I felt felt pretty good. Felt like it was pretty, you know, pretty normal game for me for the most part. You know, I felt pretty good there in the seventh inning. You know, a little tired, sweaty, but, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Felt felt good. Felt like I could keep going for sure. Adrian, do you feel for the bullpen a little bit with what that unit's gone through with all the COVID stuff? Yeah, you know, absolutely. We're having guys pitch in situations that they haven't pitched in yet, and we're asking them to do a lot of stuff and, you know, cover a lot of innings for us over these next few days or how many ever days it is that we're missing out on some guys out of the bullpen. So, you know, it's definitely uh, definitely a tough challenge for some of the guys here, but, you know, uh, I think they're definitely up for it and can definitely uh, help us out and keep us keep us right where we are. Anything else for Adrian? Adrian, were you inside when Escobar hit that deep fly ball in the bottom of the ninth? And, and do you think that was out? Uh, I was inside, and, uh, yeah, I do think it would have been out, you know. Uh, Polanco made a great play, you know, obviously playing no doubles, extra base hits there. So his back foot was literally on the track before the pitch. So, you know, was able to make a good play on it. And you definitely robbed the home run there. So that kind of stinks. 
playing normal position, probably doesn't get there and probably home run, but, you know, good for them for playing in that position at that time. You know, you try to read the uh, the angle on balls in the air. I think that would have been a home run. I think it would have been a home run. Uh, with the way it was coming down, is there a possibility that it was off the wall? Yeah, there's a possibility on that. But I, I, I think he robbed a home run, which is uh, which obviously is a pretty big play here uh, in this game. I'd love to be able to hop in the DeLorean for a lot of reasons, but I, I do. I internally kind of am just curious because I think when it comes to the decision to take Hauser out at 104 pitches, I don't actually think the 104 was the issue. I think the 104 was the issue combined with the lack of being stretched out in recent games. Uh, Again, it had been about a month since he even threw 90 pitches in a game. And if that that's that's a big thing here. So this is in a way the Brewers have kind of stretched pitchers out a little bit deeper this year, where they've thrown more pitches, they've gone deeper into games. But between the All Star break and all the off days that the Brewers have had, uh, they've given most of their pitchers a break. Whether it's a piggyback situation where you're not going to throw as many pitches, whether it's a bunch of extra days off like they did with Freddie Peralta, and even with Peralta, they, they had him throw some uh, games where he doesn't throw a lot of pitches. Everybody kind of got a midseason break to sort of reset their arms and just try to ensure health for the rest of the way. I would argue, I would argue that came back to bite them tonight in a way that you can never predict in a way that you can never expect. And I am not being critical of the Brewers for doing what they did. Just the opposite. I think how the Brewers have handled pitching this year has been absolutely spectacular and spot on in the way they've done it. But if this game happens two weeks from now, I think Adrian Hauser is probably going past the 104 pitches because he was going to be more stretched out. But you look at his last three appearances going 70, 28, and 71 pitches. And it being since July 8th that he even threw 90 pitches. And since uh, July 2nd that he even threw 103 pitches. That makes it that much tougher to uh, extend him out uh, the way that uh, th- that would have taken. That being said, I still probably would have given him at least one more hitter. Uh, text message from the uh, 920. Would have liked to have seen Hauser finish the seventh. Brewers running a six-man rotation with the current bullpen. I don't see an extra 10 to 15 pitches impacting a future start that much. Kyle in uh, Green Bay sending uh, sending that text message. I tend to, I think 10. Uh, the, the number where just sitting in the press box is a guy who just watches baseball and then talks about it on the radio when the game gets over. Uh, for me, I'm not in that clubhouse I'm not an athletic trainer. I'm not. Uh, I have no medical connection or inside information on any of these guys. So purely as an observer, and this is a dangerous path to go down because I don't have all the info. But purely as an observer, I would have started getting nervous about Hauser and the health impact and the safety of him pitching. My my spidey senses would have started going off at about 115. That's that's the number that would have started 
kind of bothering bothering me. When it gets to like 112, 113, I'm saying 115 is a couple away. That's the point where it's like, okay, you got to get him out. He can't go much further than this. You got to get him out. Uh, and whether or not he could have gotten two more outs in, say, ten more pitches, it's possible. Brett Anderson the other day got six outs in, how many pitches? Was that 17? He had an eight-pitch inning and a nine-pitch inning in his first two innings against Atlanta on Sunday. So, I mean, you can do it when you're a pitch-to-contact guy the way Hauser is. That That's probably what you're doing there. Like, Hauser at that point probably knows that my day is coming to an end, so it's time to pitch to contact and have some quick at-bats and see if I can get some guys to uh, to roll over on some uh, so, some pitches and, and get out of here and, and get out of the seventh. Manager Craig Council obviously uh, discussed the decisions that he made in this game. We'll hear his post-game comments next here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Big swing, runner. Polanco leaped up and over the fence out there and pulled that one back in here. That was gone. So I have to laugh at myself. I don't know if my microphone was on during that highlight or not. Uh, probably wasn't because Greg's great, but maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, that's the first time I'd heard that call, and I knew what was going to happen. I knew that Polanco was going to make the catch. I made an audible. <sighs> when, the, when the catch is made. Like, this is one of those games where... You're really frustrated that the Brewers lose, but like this, the way playoff baseball is, where like just there, there's so many moments in the game that kind of pull your emotions one way or the other. In a way, this game was kind of like that, especially from the uh, seventh inning on. Manager Craig Council spent some time meeting with the media just a little while ago. As you might expect, yeah, the first uh, thing that he addressed was uh, the decision to take uh, Adrian Hauser out when he did. Uh, I mean, we he was on, um, you know, we sent him out there. He, he threw the ball great, he, and he was throwing the ball great. Um, you know, we'd, we'd kind of lowered his pitch count, and we're building back up. He threw 70 last time. Um, you know, that this is as high as he's been all year. Wasn't going to finish the game. Um, so I, he had the first two hitters of the inning for sure. Um, we decided before the inning, first two hitters, anybody gets on, it's Norris is in the game to face um, the, the left-hander. So there was no debate, really. We decided before the inning what was going to happen. If he got the first two hitters out, he's, he faces the he's going to face the third hitter. So uh, try to get through the seventh. Um, but he was he was fabulous. I mean, he, he was excellent. Um, pitched, pitched really, really well again. Greg, Willie uh, took responsibility on that grounder. Uh, what, from your vantage point, what did what did you think of that one with bad hop? Uh, was it a play you should have made, or? Well, it was just it was a tricky hop because the ball was, you know, a little bit, um, you know, it it was I'd probably, I think it was hit off the end of the bat, so it just had a little funky spin on it, and then it caught him kind of in between. Um, so, it's just one it's one of those plays that that infielders get because the ball's kind of not you know, no, crisply hit or normally hit, it's it's cued a little bit. And so the, the spin on the ball is tricky and it's an in-between. And it was, because of the line drive, it was in-between. And for, from your vantage point, the dugout there on uh, Escobar's, uh, the, the catch that, that Polanco made there in the ninth, did you think that had enough distance to get over the fence? Well, I, I thought it was a great catch. 
you know, that that's probably what I thought. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, we all, we all took a look and, and we're hoping, but he made a great play. Craig, how, how stressed is your staff to navigate a game like that with all of the, some pretty key bullpen arms down and guys pitching and I don't know if you would agree with this different spots. Um, you know, honestly, we are, we didn't have very many tough bullpen decisions tonight. It, it lined with the guy, you know, we, these are the guys we have, we have, um, Brad was down tonight. Um, Suter was down tonight. So, you know, it, it, it lined up good and it lined up the way it needed to line up and we got guys in, in the right spots. Um, these, these, this is our bullpen right now. We've, we've been hit by COVID in the bullpen. It's, it's taken a pretty, pretty big chunk out of our bullpen. Um, and for the next, you know, week to 10 days, this, this, this is going to be our group. Um, so they'll, they'll, we didn't get it done tonight. Um, but they'll get it done. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll put them in spots that, um, you know, that they're likely to succeed and they will. That's manager Craig Council speaking with the media. I think it was on yesterday's show. I think it was on what is now two days ago's show, but you know what I'm what I'm talking about the the opener of the Pittsburgh series. That I said that you know the COVID stuff and Hater being down and everything that's going on, it's it is likely to cost you a game at some point, just because of the the bullpen being depleted, and I'll stick by it. I think. If you have Cousins, if you've got Strickland, if you've got Gustave, if you've got Hader, this game plays out differently. Can I sit here and predict for 100% sure that the Brewers are going to win this game if all those guys are, are available? No, I guess not. I, 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 you know, I can't tell the future. I can't tell the, the alternate reality. But if all those guys are available, the Brewers probably win this game. So the COVID issues that the Brewers are facing uh, absolutely played a role in this game. There's a lot of a lot of things that went into the Brewers losing this game, but that absolutely is one of them. All right, how did this game go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. What a journey it was through a uh, through ten innings of baseball tonight, last night, Tuesday night, whatever you want to call it. Pirates over the Brewers, eight five and ten innings starting pitching matchup. Adrian Hauser going for the crew. Max Cranick getting the start for the Pirates. It'll be the Brewers who would strike first. It would happen in the first inning with her with one out. Willie Adamas hits a ground rule double, then an Omar Navaya's walk. Puts runners on it first and second, and with two outs, Aviseo Garcia at the plate. Swinging a base hit to left. Around third, Adamas, the throw coming on, cut off, Brewers lead. It would stay 1 nothing until the third when the Brewers get back going. It all starts with the leadoff hitter, Willie Adamas. Adamas, a high towering drive to left. Back gamble, goodbye. Run Willie Adamas, a majestic, towering shot into the bleachers in left. 2 nothing Brewers. Not done yet in the third. Omar Nervaez a double, and with one out, it's once again Garcia at the plate. First pitch. Swing on bullet down the left field line. That's a fair ball, and Narvaez is going to come in and score. Garcia around first. He's going to stop there with a long single. It's 3 nothing. 
Kranick was done after pitching four innings in the bottom of the fifth. New pitcher is Dwayne Underwood. Omar Narvaez leads the inning off with a base hit. Then Eduard Escobar ground out moves Narvaez to second. And with two outs, it's Rowdy Telez standing in. Underwood tonight in his 34th game on the year. Swinging, liner to center. Get down, baby. Base hit. Here's the throw coming on from Park. It's cut off, and Narvaez scores. And Rowdy Telez with a big base hit with two down. So the Brewers have a 4-0 lead. All the while, Adrian Hauser is just pitching a whale of a game. Has not given up a hit, but that pitch count into the 90s as we get to the seventh inning. Knew he was going to come back out when he uh, hit for himself in the bottom of the sixth inning. First battery faces in the seventh is former Brewer Ben Gamble, and that uh, brings up John Nagowski. The pitch, swing and a fly ball hit to right, angling towards the line. Garcia, does he have enough room? He reaches in, and it's caught right up against the wall. Great play by Abisail Garcia, who crossed into foul territory, and right as he was about to crush into the wall, jumped up and made the catch. But that was it at 104 pitches. The day is over for Adrian Hauser throwing a no-hitter. Daniel Norris then comes into the game. First battery faces Gregory Polanco. 3-2 pitch. Runner stays. Swing and a bullet into right. A base hit. First hit of the game for Pittsburgh. Gamble not testing the off of Avi Garcia. Polanco has been on all three times. And for the first time in this game, multiple runners on base for Pittsburgh. Still a long way to go in this inning. Runners on at first and second for Kevin Newman. Swing and a line drive. Down the left field line of fair ball. That's going to get one run home. Gamble will score. Taylor picks it out of the corner. They'll hold Polanco. It's an RBI double for Newman. And the Pirates are on the board. Michael Perez then walks, and that ends the day for Norris. It brings in John Curtis. First batter that he faces is pinch hitter Brian Reynolds. Swain, a ground ball, sharply hit Adamas, has it eat him up. He can't feel it, and they will get nobody. They had a chance for an inning-ending double play. If Willie Adamas can feel that one cleanly, it'll be an E6 on Willie Adamas. He hit it right off the end of the bat, did Brian Reynolds. If he feels it cleanly, he runs to second and makes a throw to first, and they're out of dodge. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's one of the plays of the game. You're out of it right there. Instead, the inning continues on. Uh, next batter is Hoy Park. Park, ground ball, fair inside the bag at first. It hits off the sidewall. Two runs are going to score. Reynolds rounding third. He's going to try and score. The throw home is cut off. It's a three-run double for Hoy Park. And just like that, the Pirates have taken a 5-4 lead. Yeah, five runs on three hits in the inning. The Brewers would get one of those runs back happening later in the bottom of the seventh inning. Willie Adamas gets a base hit against Chasen Shreve, and then later in the inning with Chris Stratton pitching, it's Avisael Garcia at the plate. There he goes, the pitch. Swinging a shot, gap, left center. Watch Willie run. This game is going to be tied as Garcia chugs into second. It's all even, 5-5. Angel Perdomo and Miguel Sanchez combined to throw a scoreless eighth inning. Devin Williams throws a scoreless ninth. In the bottom of the ninth inning, David Bednar on to pitch for the Pirates. 
Two outs of the inning, Eduardo Escobar at the plate. Big swing, runner right, hey, get up, get up, caught by Polanco. He pulled that one back in the ballpark. Gregory Polanco leaped up and over the fence out there and pulled that one back in here. That was gone. So we go to the 10th inning for the Pirates. They've got Key Brian Hayes starting at second. Blaine Hardy on to pitch. Ben Gamble starts with a sacrifice bunt. That moves Hayes to third after a pop-out from John Nagowski. Gregory Polanco at the plate. Swinging a chopper, hit towards the left side. Adamas has it, throws the first, not in time. He beat it out. Boy, Polanco's doing everything in this game. The Brewers had the shift on, and because of that, Polanco able to beat that play out and pick up an RBI. Pirates take the lead 6-5. to five. Kevin Newman that gets a base hit, runners on at first and second. Michael Perez walks, the bases loaded for Brian Reynolds. The 2-2 pitch. Change up, looping liner, shallow center base hit. That'll score two. Polanco's in, Newman's in. It's now 8-5. Another soft single hit by the Pirates. A very Pirates type of inning. The Brewers go down quietly in the bottom of the 10th, and they end up losing 8-5 with the win. The Pirates are 41-66. and The Brewers drop to 64-44. and Winning totals for the Pirates, eight runs, eight hits, no errors. Pirates leave nine for the Brewers. Five runs, nine hits, two errors. They also leave nine. The winning pitcher for the Pirates, uh, Bednar, he's 3-1. and one. The loss to Blaine Hardy, he is 0-1. Home run in the game, Willie Adamas hitting his 19th of the year. The game lasting four hours and six minutes, played in front of 24,902 folks. We uh, preview the series finale, which is coming up in mere hours here at American Family Field. We'll do that next as we wrap things up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Uh, come up short as they end up losing today to the Pirates in uh, in extra innings. Final score is 8-5, and that's just about going to do it for uh, this edition of the program. Brewers and Pirates wrap up the series coming up later on today. 1-10 first pitch, 12-35 for the broadcast. Freddie Peralta against Stephen Brault. Just a few hours till more baseball here on WTMJ.